We're in the last paragraph of Hebrews 11. Please join me in your Bible or follow along on the screen. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. I want you to remember who these people are that we're talking about. We're talking about Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac, Jacob and Joseph, Moses, Israel, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, and even more that aren't recorded. And they lived exemplary lives. We've been looking back on their lives. We've been learning from their examples of faith. And yet, they did not get their hands on what God promised. They're waiting for you and I to finish the race. We will complete what they started. That is phenomenal. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, they started it. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Strip down. Start running. Never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. We've been cheering them on. We've been looking back. Now they're cheering us on. We've read their stories. Now they're reading ours. We thought we were the spectators. We're the participants. And the saints of old, the people that we admire, the folks that our children are learning about, that you learned about, that we've been watching, they're actually watching us. And we're doing something for them that they could not do for themselves. We're completing what God started. They longed for completion. And now they're waiting for us to get on with it. You see, you and I have what I would call a completion theology. In the old, there's several incompletes. And now we have the new, and there's complete. For example, just some things. In the Old Testament, the incomplete was don't eat this or that. There's dietary laws. Now, there may still be some wisdom in that, but the New Testament definitely says, eat it all. Eat it all. And as you're eating, pay attention to the people you're in the room with. Because if you're about to eat something that that brother or sister is wondering, why in the world is they, are they eating that? We need to be attuned to that. Same thing with drink. I'm free to have a glass of wine or a beer, but I'm not going to do that if that causes you to stumble. 
The new completes the old. In the old, there was one nation. That one nation was incomplete until all the nations come into worship of God. That does mean Jews only doesn't work. The whole story of the people of God is not just about Jews. It's now complete with Jews and Gentiles together and the body of Christ, the dividing wall has been busted. That's completion. We can look back with longing. Oh, wow, they had that temple. They had the Shekinah glory. God came and visited. Oh, wow. It's all messed up now. The Dome of the Rock is there. Wait a minute. That was incomplete. We now have completion. Where is the temple of God? It's in every follower of Jesus in every nation all over the world. Where is the glory of God show up? In us, through us, to the world. That's complete. The blood of sacrificial animals. That was incomplete. It began something, but it never cleansed the conscience. What Hebrews tells us, the blood of Jesus completes it. Forgiveness is complete. The Holy Spirit came on Samson. The Holy Spirit came on David. David sinned, and what did David say? Oh, God, don't take your spirit from me. You and I don't have to worry about that. We should worry about sin. But we don't have to worry about the Holy Spirit abandoning in us because now the Spirit is rising from within. There's this well of water springing up. And He does come upon us as well. It's both. It's complete now. The old is incomplete without the new. So you and I, in running the race, the saints of old are now waiting for you and I to complete it. Remember this? It is our turn. It's our turn for the fearless, courageous, ridiculous acts of faith. We don't want to just look back and think, wow, that was really something. Because what we have to do completes what they did. Wow! It's our turn for the fearless, courageous, ridiculous acts of faith. And that's connected with resurrection. Jesus is alive. And we, like Him, will be raised from the dead. So, my friends, it's our turn to run. It's our lap. We're completing what others started. In this race, we better get on with it because there's something more at stake here than just our personal best. We're in a team sport, and our team goes back centuries. And they're in the stands watching us run our lap. We're running for them. We're not just running for ourselves. Faith is a team sport. We're completing the race for others. If any of you ever have run a relay race, this is the ultimate relay race. Here's the baton. It's your turn. I'm going to watch you run your lap. You watched me run mine. I'm going to watch you run yours. The ones we admire are the ones that are now urging us on. Just think about it, David. 
David sent me. Hope they run well. Because I'm incomplete without them finishing the race. Can you imagine that? They want to receive what God promised them. And they can't without you and me running. They can only receive it after we complete our turn. We better get on with it. It's time to strip down. It's time to start running. Now, it's very true for those of you that are marathon runners. The the marathon started with people running naked. I mean, absolutely naked. I was going to suggest that for the chosen for adoption, you know, just to see if it would work, but I don't think it would. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. There would be no spectators on that day. But the imagery is important. Get rid of everything that you can get rid of to run well and start running. Doesn't matter the pace, just start running. Most of us think, I'm not a runner. You don't have to run fast, just run. It's time to start and it's time not to quit. Do not stop. Do not quit. This is our lap to run. Doesn't matter how fast or how slow, we just got to get there. Persevere. The finish line, you got to go. You can't stop. We've got we've to shed the extra spiritual fat that we have. And, and we got to get rid of the parasitic sins. Parasites are things that we don't, they don't necessarily show on the outside. The things on the inside that just kind of eat away at our vitality. What is eating away at our vitality? What keeps us from really running strong? Those are the parasitic sins. It's kind of like the people on our refrigerator. You know, you get these encouraging photos of people around the globe that sending you Christmas greetings. It's kind of like Enoch is on your refrigerator saying, Get on with it. Postcard from Enoch. Or you got Abraham. Strip down. Start running. Or Moses. Never quit. They're counting on us to run our lap well. They're counting on us to complete what God started. So let me start down a, 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 just a list of suggestions. How do we do this? How do we live this out? How do we make this real? Well, one, I want you to think about of that list that's in Hebrews 11. Which of those veterans of the faith is your favorite veteran? Is it David? Is it Samson? Is it Rahab? Is it Moses? Is it Abraham? Is it Noah? Is it Enoch? Is it Abel? One of the prophets? Maybe you can't pick one. Pick your top three. Go for a walk this week. Or if you want to, go for a run. I will be walking. And as you walk along, imagine that veteran of the faith cheering you on every step of the way.
Because in actuality, that is what is happening. As we live our life day by day, we're living out our faith in Jesus Christ. We're coming to completion. There is a veteran that is watching you do that saying, come on, get with it, keep going, don't stop. Because you're going to complete what I started and I can't get my hands on the promises promised me until you make it. Who is your veteran in the faith? Go for a walk. Listen for that veteran to cheer you on. Let's get on with a low-fat spiritual diet. We have grown obese in the spiritual sense. Most of us have more knowledge about the good news than generations have accumulated over thousands of years. And that head knowledge, if it doesn't work its way out in living it out, just causes us to gain more and more and more spiritual weight. And so when we get in these conversations with people that aren't so religious, we have so much religious stuff within us that we don't know how to even talk to people. The suggestion is stick with the main and the plain. If you have not read a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, in the past six months, read Mark. It's the shortest one. And follow Jesus. Read Mark. Follow Jesus. It's the main and the plain. What are you reading right now? What Bible studies are you going to right now? Are you balancing living out what you're learning with what you're learning? Our faith is not about an accumulation of all the nuggets and the truths that we can find in the Bible. <laughs> it's hard to talk to people without looking at them. <laughs> You know, these folks that are the vet, they didn't care, they didn't have a Bible to read. They listened. They followed. And that's all they had. We have so much. Truthfully, we have too much. We have too much. And so what we end up doing is substituting a life for God with study for God and study about God rather than living with God. And that's where we grow fat spiritually. Find a low-fat diet. <laughs> Stick with it. Get on with it. Make sure that whatever you're reading, wherever you're studying, make sure that you are putting that truth to work. 
It's not about just what you know. It's what we know and put to work in our lives. Again, the unbelieving, unreached world does not care about what we know. What draws people to Jesus is people that live a different way. And then you can explain where that comes from. Roundworms, pinworms, hookworms, tapeworms, flukes, bedbugs, scabies. Those are all the parasites of the human body. Ah! This makes you feel like, ah. <laughs> now, if we had a tapeworm today, we probably wouldn't see that tapeworm. I've heard you only can see those at night with a flashlight, you know. They kinda <laughs> but over time we would begin to see the effects of that tapeworm. Because what is that tapeworm doing? It's robbing the body of the nutrients. And so the body begins to look malnourished. The body becomes anemic. The body kind of slows down, runs out of energy easily. That is what sin does to us. We need to identify what parasites have taken up residence in us. Because by and large, the church is tired. The church is not moving out. We're not reaching the unreached. Something's robbing us. We have parasites. What are they? Greed is one. I mean, we live in a wonderfully prosperous land. But our prosperity is so great that we've even gone into debt so that we could have more. We're gluttonous. And every one of us is affected by that. Every one of us. And that robs us. If we're not a generous people, we get sucked into the greed of our day. It robs us of spiritual vitality. Lust. All the pretty people, whether they be male or female, we're, we're all kind of drawn to that. We're all kind of sucked into that. The parasite begins to rob us. Fear. Oh my goodness. We've all been bombarded with fear. All our hope is in Jesus. Even if the worst was true, 
about the economy, about whoever hates us and coming to get us. In Jesus, so what? As long as I have the opportunity to say, I believe in Jesus. You want my life? really can't have it because I can't die. Political agendas, even for good causes, can rob us. I mean, politics are not going to solve the problems of the world. We should be good citizens. But by golly, if you're a Republican and you can't talk to a Democrat, or you're a Democrat and you can't talk to a Republican, something's gone wrong. Because neither one of those parties or anything in between is going to really be the solution to the problems of our nation. Jesus is. The kingdom of God is. Where our loyalties are. I must say I was really proud of a couple of people in our community that posted things about the death of bin Laden. I was really proud that we didn't have people dancing on the street. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad the fellow was brought to justice. And I wish it would have happened much sooner. But the Bible is very clear. Do not rejoice over the death of your enemies. The Bible, the Bible, God's Word. God wasn't rejoicing over the death of He did despicable things, horrific things. But even someone like a bin Laden can experience the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of God. Did we pray for him? Did the church in general pray for our enemies? Did the church love our enemies? Has the church waged peace against our enemies. Those are parasites. They rob us of our spiritual vitality. It's dead weight. It's putting our hope in wrong places. And my friends, the stakes are just too high. The stakes are just too high. Remember Moses? Moses is saying, never quit. Abraham is saying, strip down, start running. Enoch is saying, get on with it. Run your lap well, because we can't receive the fullness of the promises without you. You will complete it. Will we run our lap well? That is the question. As the veterans of the faith cheer us on, do we realize we're not just running for ourselves? We're not just running for the people in this room. We're not just running for this generation. We're running for every person that has ever known God. And it's our turn. Will you join 
one another in getting on with it. <laughs> what went through my mind was, are you ready to get naked and run? But that's probably not the right thing. <laughs> but you get the point. <laughs> Strip down. Start running. Never quit. Get on the right diet. Get rid of the parasites. May we stand together. <laughs> what I'd like to do is I'd like to pray for us. And then I want to invite you, uh, if you would like some additional ministry based upon what we shared this morning. We'll do that over in this part of the room as others are saying farewell. So that opportunity is coming. Lord Jesus, thank you that we are playing a vital role in the history of faith. Thank you that it is our turn to run our lap. Lord, let us hear the encouragement of the, of the veterans of faith. Lord, they're not running the race anymore. They're watching us run, and they're urging us on, go, go, go. Lord, open up the eyes of our heart that we would receive the truth that we are bringing a completion to what they started. Wow. Holy Spirit, empower us to get on. Empower us to strip down and start running. Empower us to deal with the parasitic sins that are robbing us of our spiritual vitality. And impart to us perseverance. We will never, never, never give up. We will not we will not stop. Even if we're crawling along, we're going to keep moving. Now, all of that I ask you to do within us from the inside out. And I ask you to illuminate this passage for us as we walk through this week. Lord, form us into a community of people that will finish it, that will run well. For anyone that's struggling with, with parasitic sins, maybe you don't even know what those are, but you just know that your spiritual vitality is way low. Would you please stay and we'll pray together. Let God deal with that. For any of us that are just at a point of just, I just want to quit. I want to give it up. If you're at that point, would you stay and let's pray together. For the rest of us, let's get on with it. Let's live the day well. Let's run to today. Let's do it today. Okay? So thank you for our time together. God bless.